In May 2011, two high school friends and self-identifying film buffs saw the movie Thor together in theaters. These men promptly went their separate ways and mysteriously didn't communicate for a decade. Today, still obsessed with movies, they reunite as podcasters of fortune, the mission to tackle the movies and debates they missed out on for 10 years. On this podcast, there are always... Catching Up. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we made it to episode two. Episode two, can you believe it? <laughs> we, uh, we told you that there was going to be another one, and we did not lie. So, yeah, sorry, I have to have, a, have to have at least one drink while we're doing this podcast. So. so, yes, we are episode two of Catching Up with Aaron and Daniel. Hey, we got it right that time. <laughs> we did. So, uh, last time, if, if, if you joined us, uh, we... Introduced ourselves a little bit, introduced, introduced the concept of the show, and then talked about Thor. And so this week, this this week's episode is X Men First Class. But before we get into that, Aaron, since this is catching up, we should do you know a little, at least a little bit at the top of each show where we catch up a little bit okay. with each other. I guess like we just like give give each other one question that a burning question that we have for each other from the last ten years. All right, I'll, I'll let you go first on this one. Okay, all right. Uh, Aaron, how'd you get into wrestling? How'd I get into wrestling? Yeah. Um, I went to, like, are you asking, like, how I got into wrestling as far as, like... Right, how in, you in, got into actually being a wrestler. Okay. Um, I moved to Louisville, Kentucky in 2012. And really? Trained, yeah, okay. and trained at Ohio Valley Wrestling under Nick Dinsmore for a couple months. What's funny is, like... I know if you listen to this, you know that Daniel and I are both from Arkansas. I'm so, actually I'm originally from Texas. Okay, but okay, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, so I moved there, and Petrino was still our our head oh! coach, <laughs> and he had left Louisville. So I was taking a bunch of shit from uh, from them about that, and then the motorcycle accident happened while I was there. So then I even took more shit after that, and then I moved back to Arkansas. And then we don't have, like, a winning season, like, <laughs> since I've come back to the state, other than, you know, last year, and then this year as a as of podcast recording. So, yeah. Um, how did you get into NASCAR? Sorry, that's my dog going all, all around the place. We're in a new location, by the way. Uh, the last time we filmed, we were in the middle of my move. We are in my house right now, because I am a homeowner. <laughs> so uh, It's on the business card now. Yes. Homeowner. Yes, homeowner. It, I don't have. We we talked about this. It's like I'm a bartender. I don't have business cards. I'm not on uh, LinkedIn or whatever the kids are doing these days. So no, I just sling drinks. Um, but how'd you get into uh, doing doing NASCAR? Well, I mean, I, I've always been a NASCAR fan. I was raised as raised as one since, no. since I was a wee wee pup. Um, so who was your guy? Was it Dale? It was Dale. It was yeah. Dale. Okay, yeah, it was Dale. Of course it was. Um, but no. Um, I mean, like, of course, you know, I started out in theater, like, I'm freshman year of college at Arkansas State, did theater. Okay. Um, like, in high school, I was also, you know, on the, the Bulldog News and all that. I, I wrote movie reviews for the, the, the paper and, and all that, but... So Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Right. I'm probably the one person who remembers this and will never let him live it down. Is recommending to all of our high school that they go check out the first Ghost Rider film. 
with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it, it's, 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 hey, if you're going to be watching a movie on an afternoon, you need to waste a couple <laughs> hours, you could do worse. You could do a lot better, too. <laughs> but, but anyway, like, I, I, I did that in theater at the same time in high school. And I went to Arkansas State University. Um, and yeah, the first year and a half, I, I majored in theater. And then uh, I, I just came to realize that the theater life in college was not for me. Okay. Um, and also, I read the school paper in the sports section, and I read what they were writing in the sports section. I was like, I could do better than this. Gotcha. So, flash forward... Three years, I graduate with a de- degree in journalism, editorial, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then I went to grad school at uh, Indianapolis University. Uh, in, Indianapolis University. Indiana University. And the campus I went to was in Indianapolis. Okay. For, for sports journalism graduate degree. Did you ever go to St. Elmo's? I passed by it. Okay. But I never went to it. Okay. Um, but did I was, that? I was born in Indiana, so. Here we go. Yeah, the, didn't did not know that. No, like we're in Indiana. Maryville, like right, right next to Gary. Okay. So I've got a lot of friends in Lafayette. Okay, cool. So yeah, but yeah, I went to lived in Indianapolis for a year, going to grad school, doing all the stuff you do in grad school, covering events and stuff. Um, got to cover the Indianapolis Five Hundred, which was amazing. Uh, that, that specifically was the reason I even went to that program was just to have the shot at covering the Indianapolis 500 and I got to do that but then yeah the, the work I did there helped me get an internship at Sporting News in Charlotte and after six months there uh, came back here very briefly to Arkansas before I got contacted by NBC Sports asking me if I'd be interested in covering NASCAR my favorite sport there you go so, living the dream no, but that's awesome, man, that you got that you were able to do that for, for six years. And I'm sorry that, you know, it's you're you're stuck here potting with me, starting starting this venture. <laughs> yeah, starting this venture now. Yeah, two days ago was the one year anniversary of my uh, meeting layoff. So but I'm still still doing stuff. Yeah. Like this. Free, Freelance stuff too. For, yeah. So anyway. Um uh, but yeah, that that's how I, I did it for six years. Uh, right writing online. So like Explain to me, like, wh- why did you decide to actually become a wrestler? Like, that's, I think, that, I think that's why. My, my, okay. my, my mind well, I mean, you know, we, we met in, in theater and everything, so that was the thing that I always enjoyed, uh, performance-based. And then I also, you know, like to uh, think of myself as, like, somewhat athletic. So it was just one of those things where it was, like, the best of both worlds, getting to perform and also, like, do something that's athletic. So that, that's pretty much what I did, and I, you know, I grew up watching it all the mm-hmm. time. Like it's all I wanted to do when I was little. So, and then being in high school, and uh, that's what I told everybody I wanted to do. So, you know, I got to actually do it for a little while. Who was your wrestler? Um, Shawn Michaels was my guy for a really long time. He, I have no idea. That. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. So he he was he was my guy, and now um, I had my existential crisis. Uh, last year during COVID, where I realized I was actually more of a Bret Hart guy after wrestling. Um, so uh, Bret Hart and uh, Terry Funk. If you're listening to this, you probably have no idea who those guys are. Um, so, but it is it is what it is. So, but this isn't a wrestling podcast. Well, it's not. 
or a NASCAR podcast, <laughs> this is Catching Up with Aaron and Daniel, and we're going to talk about X-Men First Class right All now. All right. So, let's get in the time machine, Aaron. A time machine. And we're going to go back to May 25th, 2011. I was there on opening day, and as I said on last two weeks ago, I keep wanting to say last week and everything. I'm realizing that this is a every other week podcast, yeah. but um, I said that this was the movie that I saw the most at the yeah. movie theater, and the reason that this is the movie that I saw the most at the movie theater is because at the time when uh, buying Blu-rays was prevalent... Um, Fox did a special where I believe it was like at Walmarts and Best Buys you can buy X-Men X-Men 2 X-Men 3 and Wolverine Origins um, and they all came they were all $10 each and they all came with a ticket mm -hmm. like you plug it in you know and download it and you get a free ticket to go see X-Men First Class so there was four right there <laughs> and I saw this movie uh, the the day it came out, and then I was I really enjoyed it. So the next day I was like, "Hey, do you, does anybody want to go see this with me?" Because I had an extra ticket, and I go and meet some friends to find out later that they had already bought my ticket because they got there before I did. So I still had my remaining tickets. And then as I realized that it was getting closer to me, like breaking my record of Jurassic Park at six, I was like. You know, hell, I'll go, I'll watch this movie seven times, and that's what I ended up doing. So seven times, X Men First Class in the movie theater. So I, I, I might have seen it at least twice in theaters. Maybe I'm not sure. Like, like I, ha I have somewhere in all my stuff. I have two books where I put like ticket stubs and okay. stuff in it from all the movies yeah, that I, I saw. I used, I used to do that for a long time. So yeah, so. like I. So when I, at one point I put them all together and like I had like stubs from like. 2007 up through you know the, right before COVID. Um, when when did they when did they really stop doing stubs and moving more towards like here's your your, your like also like just giving you a receipt. Okay, yeah, done, that would, yeah, that stuff like that. You know, like last three okay year, I mean something like that. Yeah, it's fairly recent. I just started going to uh, AMC and just you know having the QR code on my phone, so I stopped having stubs for. Quite a while now. Yeah, yeah, I noticed when they started doing. It, I was like, "This is this isn't it's, the same. It's, it's not the same. It's not, it's not the same." But like, for there was one point where I could just like point at a ticket stub and tell you who I who I saw that movie with and stuff like verbatim. I couldn't do that now. No, like I have no idea who who I saw this movie with back in, in, in May of 2011. For for me, like if ticket stubs and just, you know, as we're going through this, it's just going to be like, okay, which ex-girlfriend did I go <laughs> did I go and did I go and see this movie with? So, that that's one thing that's funny. Um I wasn't dating anybody at the time of X-Men First Class though. So, mm -hmm. this was just me going and being like this is a really this is a really good movie. And I'll just th at the time, this was my, the best X-Men movie. Like like before we get in the movie, like okay. Let's do the same thing we did the first episode. We'll set up a little bit of okay. what, like, what was going on. What was going on? So in the movie news time, okay. th th this is the week week of May 25th, uh, John Carter of Mars received a name change to simply 
John Carter. Okay. That, that was news that week. Uh, Forever Dooming, that film? <laughs> I never saw it. My brother put it on. I, I haven't seen it like from start to finish either. My brother put it on one night when we were hanging out, and we were all just like trashed and he was like i'm gonna put this on and then he ended up like going to the other room and just leaving it on with like me and like three of our other friends and we're just like where the hell did he go like what and like what is going on it's just i mean like it doesn't look like it's a bad movie it's just one of those things where it's just like can't believe they sunk this much money into this and then literally just called it like john carter like okay i just remember when i saw the trailers for it like it felt like I was watching, like, Attack of the Clones a little bit. It, it felt like... Because the whole, like, arena bit. Yeah. So. Yeah, it felt like it was, yeah, it felt like it was straight out of Attack of the Clones. But that, that was, like, my main takeaway from it. I'm surprised you didn't go see it then. It, so. There was nothing about it that really interested me. So There you hear it. Nothing about Attack of the Clones interests Daniel McFadden. <laughs> also that week, uh, a movie we're going to be reviewing later... In the show, in in time, the Justin Timberlake yes movie that it received, it it received it had three names. It I did, it, okay, and so, it's wrapped to being released. Okay, so I didn't I don't know anything. This this okay. movie has always just been in time to me. So I'm curious yep. what the name. So were. it was originally called I'm Period Mortal, then it was called Now, and then it the, the week that X Men First Class came out, it was announced as having its final name in time. Man, they way to go, guys! Like third times the charm because those other names are horrible, <laughs> horrible. I didn't know that. So that that reminds me of. I, I'm sure we're going to talk about it uh, when it eventually comes up. The um, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, that's the only one that I like. I, I like remember being like, oh, it like did the name change. Well, Harley Quinn too. The uh, Birds of Prey movie that they did, they changed the, that name around, put like Harley Quinn at the focus of it. Um, but no, I remember like it, it was Edge of Tomorrow, and then it became like Live Die okay. Repeat on and DVD. It, they changed it when it went to video. Yeah, that was so. that was bizarre. It's like I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, other news that week, uh, it was announced that Benedict Cumberpatch would be in The Hobbit as Smog. Okay, so. I did see that movie. Are we gonna Are we gonna review those movies? Well, that's next. That That's a 2012 movie. I think it, I think it was on the short list. Okay. So so like we're not gonna talk about these movies, but I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I absolutely <laughs> love those movies. The Hobbit movies I saw once at the movie theater every single time. So I'm very curious if that ends up like being on this thing that we do on the catching up and rewatching that. Cause I cannot wait to let all of you know my opinions on the Hobbit movies, but no, that was a, that was a very good casting. And, uh, I did, I did enjoy him as uh, as smog in the, the Hobbit. I have never seen, I, I'm not a fan of Lord of the Rings, uh, but I did see the Hobbit. So. Interesting. <laughs> I, I got, I got forced in going to see it. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fantasy fan yeah like that that kind of, like i'll do harry potter but that's like that's kind of it for i gotcha star wars is a fantasy to you i can no, I, I consider it sci-fi okay they're, in, they're flying space man All there's right. laser swords <laughs> okay <laughs> right and the final news news item from the week of may 25th 2011 uh i i, I made this it was a as a sign of the times uh 
3D trailers were released for Green Lantern and Transformers Dark of the Moon. That okay, week. so I'm glad that you brought up like the 3D thing because I remember when we were talking about Thor and like how it didn't look good in some of those scenes. Like Thor was a 3D movie. Was well, okay. So All I mean, right. like I'm, I wonder if that has anything to do with like how it looks and when you're watching it a different way. But mm. man, God, I hated that 3D gimmick. Like yeah. the, the, I saw, I saw. Thank, thank, thank you, James Cameron. Thank you for subjecting. It, it, it's <laughs> one. It's one thing when it adds like depth, but there's there are a couple movies that like just really like leaned in to the 3D gimmick, like Piranha 3D. Like I loved that, just like how like it was such a B movie, and it was like oh stuff's coming at you, yeah. and it was like okay, like they're they're leaning into the 3D gimmick, but. Like, 3D just for the sake of, like, hey, we're going to be able to charge these people some extra money to... Yeah. Like, no. And I'm so glad that's not a thing anymore. Like, like, uh, like I don't... I can't remember the last time I saw something advertised as 3D. Like, it's been... It, it, it's one of those things that's... It's a thing, it's a thing, it's a thing, and then, like, all of a sudden, it's not... I'm sure it's going to come back when Avatar, Avatar 2, 2 <laughs> rolls around in 20 years. The studios realized, oh, oh yeah, that thing. Yeah. That thing. So, but yeah, 3D trailers for Green Lantern and Transformers Dark of the Moon were released. What that week? Okay, what is Dark of the Moon? What number of Transformers? That's three. That? That's the third one. Okay. So, I haven't seen anything past the second Transformers movie. Dark of the Moon was the last one I watched. Okay. All right. I, I take that back. I saw Bumblebee. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right, so yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like <laughs> nobody counts Bumblebee as like a Transformers film because it's not a Michael Bay Transformers film. But, you know, yeah, in both of those movies, like we're going to review one of them, but like, wow, both of those movies. 2011, folks, good times. You, you too can watch shit in 3D. And we're bordering on, a, bordering on an R rating now. All right, I'm sorry. That's two. That's two. That's actually your third. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we we can we can edit this out. We can bleep me if we need to. So, <laughs> all right. So, all right. That that's that's the news roundup from from May 2011. Now to the now here's your feature presentation. So, all right. X Men First Class again. You know, it's not an Aaron and Daniel podcast if the Holocaust doesn't come up. <laughs> So two weeks in a row. Here we go, guys. Yeah. So that was one thing that I I, I thought was very uh, was very well done as far as like connecting this to the the previous X Men films. Oh yeah. Was starting off like pretty much the exact same it, as, as the it's first a remake one. of yeah. that scene almost verbatim. So um, yeah, I just. Okay, so again, like with these movies, I remember when X Men was very hot. They were talking about they were going to do all of these different origin films. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know that, like, obviously we got the Wolverine one. We got, and then they were talking about doing a Magneto yes. one, and they were also talking about doing a Storm uh, origins, right? It was Storm. I believe those were the. Three. I don't remember Storm, but no, okay. like I, I, I did, I did look up. An, it was a recent article about the history of X Men First Class, and yeah, the. the First class is a result of there having once been a Magneto movie yes. in development, and and then they just fused and, them together. And I'll, I'll say this: like I'm gonna like kind of just like cut straight to the, the core of this. Um, having seen this movie so many times, and um, 
like watching it and enjoying it the first time and then you watch it again you do I've realized that it's just Michael Fassbender does something amazing as Magneto lull that you don't really care about another great Magneto scene lull that you don't care about and it's just like no, it's the, a Magneto movie no the first the first hour is very this is you're watching two different movies yes and um, I, I mean it's still it still feels like that too but like to me to me this is just a flat out like Magneto movie more than anything else with some like fairly cringy like on the nose bits with you know the rest of the cast <laughs> so, so I, 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 like we should like get into like so before this movie comes out the last two X-Men movies we get are Last Stand, and then which is 06. Okay. And then you get three years later, X-Men Origins Wolverine 09. Made, made money. Made bank. Yeah. Uh, not a good movie. I don't hate that movie as much as everybody else. Really? Does. It's also the only... Uh, before... Obviously, I didn't see Dark Phoenix, but Neither. before all this... And going forward, it was the only one that I didn't see at the movie theater because everybody was, you know, talking about how horrible it was. And I ended up just watching it on uh, on video when it came out. And I didn't think it was that bad. Like, it was by no means, like, great, but I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed First Class. So, or not First Class, uh, Last, Last Stand. So, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, 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 that might be the most positive thing I've heard about... X-Men's Origins Wolverine in the last really? 12 years. Oh, wow. Um, I'm, is it Liv, Liv Schreiber? Is that his name? Yeah. Yes. He was good. Again, it's one of those things where it's like, I've gotten to the point now where it's just like, even like really bad movies, you, I try to see like, like, the like, like the shiny, so, you know, like his saber tooth, and then in this film, like there's some great like portrayals. I think James McAvoy is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But again, like last week, I was talking about how for me, Thor's really made about like with Tom Hiddleston. Mm -hmm. Like all of these X Men movies that come from this timeline, like Michael Fassbender is like absolutely incredible. He's such an amazing actor. I think he might be like the best actor that continues to make movies that like aren't great and then continues to like overact in everything <laughs> like just like take take the source take take what he's given and just elevate it so much I, the last thing i can remember even seeing him in was the assassin's creed movie okay like it's it's been a minute since i saw him something i watched his his macbeth fairly recently I love him as david in prometheus and alien covenant i think he's one of like the most terrifying, like, sci-fi villains of all time in that. But, man, him in this is just, it's so great. And it's, it's like, every, like, every scene when, as him as an adult, it's just, like, as he's, like, trying to hunt down um, Shaw, like, that, mm. the scene, the scene in the, the bank when, uh, just that, and then the, the scene in the, in the pub, not the pub, yeah. but the bar, and yeah. it's like, Man, like that that to me, like nothing else in this movie like tops that that it's, it's like, the, the they're tense. Yes. They're they're legitimately like before, I mean, before you can get to a like adult uh Magneto. Yeah. The the scene with young young 
what's his, what's his actual name? Eric. Eric. Okay. Eric um, with Shaw with the, with the mother. Yeah. Uh, the the shot that that's the, the one when, when, when it yes like I I distinctly remember seeing that for the first time yeah. and then when it cuts and it shows you the operating you're like Ooh, yeah, whoa you see, boy you see everything it's it's almost like out of a horror movie that's Yo, like, that's, oh, that's almost like that uh, I'm sure you probably haven't seen it but like Hostel yeah okay but like you, you just you, you see this and then there's that there's just that angle change and you see everything that it's if you if you want to convey the horrors of the Holocaust in one edit it's, it's, that's it yes and right. I mean Oh man, just very, very unsettling. And man, like Kevin Bacon kills it in this I movie legit- too. Okay, so I legitimately forgot when I, when I sat down to watch this movie last week. I legitimately forgot Kevin Bacon was in it. Okay, like I'm like oh oh yeah, I forgot Rose Byrne was in it. It's like it, it's it's been it's been a very long time. There's a lot of actors in this. No, movie. no, no. Like, th- yeah, this is this is one of those movies where you go back and you're like. Oh, this this was the launch pad yeah, for, a, for lot a lot of people. Yes, and then what's funny is like you see a lot of these uh, these actors and everything that ended up as time went by becoming a bigger deal, and their uh, their prosthetics suddenly they're in them a lot less, and there's a lot less of them as the the series continues. What are we talking about? I'm, I'm talking about Nicholas Holt and uh, oh. Je- and Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, okay. It's just like <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it when we get to uh, Days of Future Past. But I mean, it's that stuff's funny. Um, real quick though, I want to talk about the director. I want to talk about Matt. I, I went through the whole movie. Like this, this is this is one of those cases of like passage of time. You just forget stuff. Like I just said, I forgot who was in it. Like I sat there watching the movie, thinking that Brian Singer directed it. But no, I, I, I thought, like, I said, oh, yeah, 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 Brian Singer came back and directed this. Like, oh, no, he just he's, came up with, like, the story. He's 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 got a producing credit. It also has, like, the usual suspects thing on it. Yeah. But, no, like, Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. And so, at up to this point, I hadn't seen Layer Cake, but I saw Kick-Ass, and I absolutely loved Kick-Ass. I think that's one of the, like, better comic book movies from around this time, too. And then seeing this, and like pretty much everything that he's done past this, aside from the Kingsman sequel, I think are I like about, yeah, I was about to say the same. Yeah, thing. I yeah. think are fantastic. He's one of my he's one of my favorite directors, and um, like I, Brian Singer did come back, and he ended up like directing the next two. I kind of wish we could have seen like what Matthew Vaughn could have done with this. Like, had they stuck with it to uh, be just in this timeline and not like mm-hmm. mix it with the other ones. That's, that's honestly probably like the most uh, depressing thing about all of this is because it was just, it was such a great, like they, they, they restarted it. Like, yeah. like I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where all of this goes. They only got one movie to themselves. Yep. And then, yeah, yeah, that, that, that is one of those casualties yeah. of it. Like, yeah, uh, like yeah, Matthew Vaughn, like he was originally supposed to direct X-Men three. Like he was supposed to take over for singer. Yeah, like he, he he was lined up to do that, and then he like Vaughn like hold on, oh. but while he's looking this up real quick, so we can get our facts straight. Um, Nicholas Holt. This is my first time seeing him. It's my first time seeing uh, Jennifer Lawrence. It's my first time seeing uh, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, I like, yeah. like Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Like, oh, I didn't know. She, I didn't realize she was in that. Yeah. yeah. So. so I mean, those, those are three. Oh, and then I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look up his name real quick. The the brother from uh, Get Out and everything. Uh, K 
Caleb Landry Jones, my first time seeing him as well. Um, I did um, get very excited when I saw Oliver Platt. He's one of my favorite character actors. Shoot, which one's he? Oliver Platt. He uh, oh, the oh, yeah, yeah, CIA oh, yeah, yeah. agent. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I just, I... Meets, meets an untimely <laughs> Yes, yes, he does. Um, so, Wait, okay, but anyway, yeah, okay, got it. Like, so this, this, this is from a Collider story back, back right after the anniversary of the movie. Uh, where, yeah, Vaughn was originally supposed to direct X-Men Last Stand, but backed out at the last minute over creative differences. Uh, here, here's a, a quote from, from Vaughn. I was totally excited about doing X3 and basically co-wrote the script with Simon Kinberg and Zach Penn. We did that in six days together, and then storyboarded the whole movie, pre-visited all the big sequences, and then, like an idiot, thought I didn't have enough time to make the film I wanted. So I had to leave. I sort of regretted that ever since. Then Fox rang me up and said, do you want a chance to reboot X-Men and put your stamp all over it? When they told me that, I thought they were joking at first, and then they told me it would happen in the 60s against the Cuban Missile Crisis as the backdrop. I thought, God, this sounds cool. Why not? Let's do it. And, I mean, he he knocked this out of the park because there was not a lot of, like, goodwill towards uh, the X-Men franchise at this point. No. Um, again, like you said, Last Stand. I mean, honestly, at this point... I mean, X-Men's kind of, like, it was cool to see it at the time, but, I mean, it's a very slow, like, comic book movie. And then uh, X2, I think, is fun. I have not watched that one in a long time, but, man, those last two, like, X-Men The Last Stand is one of the, like, I guess they just, you know, they can't do the Phoenix Saga. Like, they just... One singer went off to do Superman Returns, so, at the same time, so, but... But yeah, the, that, that was kind of like part of my thought process when I was go, going into this movie. Was this movie as good as I thought it was, or was how, how much goodwill was I giving it simply because of this Last Stand and, and X Men Origins? This movie's fantastic. So, I I legitimately think. I mean, again, I I will talk about this. It, it's it's weird because I know we're talking about this in the lens of 2011, but like. With X-Men, I feel like it's one of the strong... Like, with Days of Future Past, I'll get into that and how I feel about that. I think that's probably the best, like, X-Men movie. Um, but, and then, you know, Logan is great because it has all of these incredible payoffs for all of these different movies, like, you know, Infinity War and Endgame. Like, I feel like it's weird to be like, oh, this is my favorite one. It's just like, yeah, because it's got all of this history to it. Mm-hmm. But... um with first class, it's it's its own thing. It's this new start, and like it's just very excited. And then like all the I said like there were a lot of cringy things. What when I mean that I'm like oh like you're gonna be Professor X and you're gonna be Magneto, and it's just like <laughs> uh, okay. But then there but then there are things that I like in it when it's just like um when he puts on Cerebro for the first time and Hank's like can we shave your head? Like things like that. That's, that's <laughs> funny to me. Or, um, you know, it's the meme now with, uh, Magneto or Eric and, uh, and Raven when she's in the bed and it's just like, I want the real Raven. I want this. And then she turns into like Rebecca Romain. Yeah, yeah, I, I was just yeah. like, that's fantastic. Like what a great, like, you know, callback to, you know, movies that, so like things like that I thought were great. And then, also, real quick, while we're talking about Mystique, um, Azazel's in this movie. Mm-hmm. And so, like, in the comic books, Azazel and Mystique are Nightcrawler's parents. 
So I thought that was I thought that was okay. interesting. Also, like them making like because they're not doing like a comic book continuity in this. Mm-hmm. So them being like, we're gonna like lean into like making Mystique like a big deal of like our um our X Men like film continuity and everything and like tying her in with with Charles. I thought that was very very interesting at the time because that does not happen. At all in the comic books. Well, that's one thing I wanted to ask: is like, just how far divergent was this? This was this from what what happens in the comics? I'm not like a super like big X Men like know it all. It's not like it's kind of a blind spot for me, just because it's X Men is one of those things where it's like there's so many different timelines. I mean, obviously, like the Days of Future Past thing, but and then there's just so many different X books, and it continuity is all very wonky. But most of my like X Men knowledge comes from the X Men cartoon that was on Fox Kids, oh, okay. so that was like my intro to it. But um, no, I mean like I I didn't go into this being like, oh man, they're being unfaithful to the comic books. Mm-hmm. Mar, mar, mar. I was just like, no, this is like a fresh start. We're going with this, like, and I thought it was great. Um, the one thing that did confuse me though is January Jones is playing like Emma Frost, and like we're we're thinking that they're trying to like fix this timeline and make it all make sense. And then Emma Frost is like a kid in Wolverine origins. Oh, I, okay. She's it. Yeah. Like Wolverine's Wolverine's girl in that movie, like Emma Frost is her sister. Like when they're doing the escape in, uh, uh, Wolverine origins, like she turns into like the diamond, like that's Emma Frost. So like, there's two like, so I mean, yeah, it's been a very long time. Since yeah, I've seen that movie, and so. you know, I I remember like one of the biggest critic uh, like criticisms of this film when it came out was January Jones' performance, and yeah, she's not she's not great in this movie. Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm just like let, let's just let's my, my main criticism is like let's just send January Jones in her underwear for the for the entire movie, which you know part of my lizard brain's like sure, yeah. but but like the adult me's like. Why? <laughs> you know why they they're trying to sell this movie. I mean, like, I'm not I'm not complaining. She's nice to look at and everything, but like, it just it's not a not a great performance. So, so go, watching this movie, I was kind of like waiting, waiting for like the first like bad decision of the movie. Like, w- w- there there has to be a flaw in this movie, and for me, for me, it really outside of the the. Magneto stuff and the first class stuff feeling kind of separate movies at the beginning. Like, the first, like, only real error for me is, like, we, we all, like, once they got all the young mutants together at the CIA facility or whatever, we only get, like, two scenes with them together. And it's basically a party scene where they're, they're, they're naming each other yeah. on all that. And then Sebastian Shaw shows up. I... Kills kills one person and then yes, one defects. That's that's the one that I have a big problem with. As far as like, if I'm going to be the big comic book like geek with this, it's like they kill Darwin, like the one that you're like not supposed to be able to kill at all. Like they kill Darwin, so that that's the 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 irk there. But I mean, I don't. The thing is that like you were saying, like, oh, what's the first, like, big mistake? And it's not that type of movie. It's to show, like, that divide between Xavier and Magneto. And I think it, it does that really well. Like, it's just... And then, I mean, it, it builds the, the big, like, 
climactic scene at the end. And I mean, really, I don't feel like there are, like, there's not the, um, like, oh, this is like where it went wrong or anything. It was just like, no, like Magneto or, you know, Charles thought that he could. Well, I'm talking, well, I'm talking, about, talking about mistake. I'm talking about creative mistake. Oh, okay. No, I'm not talking about like internal okay, okay, logic okay. of what's going on. I'm talking about like story decisions that were made. That's what I mean. Okay. Like, I, I, I don't like that you've got these, this group of kids together, they get one and a half scenes as a group, partying, that, giving each other nicknames, which, great scene, loved it. It reminded me of, like, the Thor's Hammer sequence in Age of Ultron, where they're just, just like, everyone's yeah. just, like, hang, hanging out, having, having a yeah. good time. I like that. But then Shabazz Shaw shows up, kills, like you said, yeah, k- kills him, and then one defects. Yes. Like, like instantly. And, like, from that point on, you, you, you kill the one black character. And the person who defects is the other person of color on the, that. So now, for the rest of the movie, you have a group of white heroes versus Shabazz Shaw and a mostly people working with him who could be categorized as being of an ethnicity or color. That's the, that's the way that movie got framed. Okay, interesting. I I never I never saw it like that. So again, man, you just you just bring up all these different things. I man, but the I I it's weird for me. Like I think also with this, if we're gonna get into the whole X like X Men thing, um, I don't see that as like oh like this is this is the minority or anything. Like I don't that. think I mean, they were. It was a conscious thing. No, I don't think it was a conscious but, thing. But with that, it's just like it's because like. It like the way X Men have always been portrayed is like they're like the outcast, like they're the minority group, like they're yeah. the ones being like persecuted. Yeah, and then it's just again, there's that whole uh, you know, um, Professor X is um, Martin Luther King, yeah, exactly. and then yeah. uh, Magneto is Malcolm X. Yeah, so and I mean, I guess they go, I guess they go into that too because that's that's pretty much how the it's portrayed first with like that group being being x-men and then shaw being being malcolm x and then magneto's just like yeah i completely agree with you know everything that you're saying but you know he killed my mom so i've got to i've got to, I've got to kill you um while we were talking about we kind of skipped the forward on the uh them tracking everybody down and mm-hmm. and the wolverine cameo <laughs> the best use yeah. of the f word yeah so ever so that was really funny because I remember the first time I was seeing it, I was making jokes about how they, how are they going to, how can they make a X-Men movie without Hugh Jackman? Like I literally said that at the first showing and then he shows up and I'm just like, of course they can't, they can't do it. So, um, but I thought that was, I thought that was funny. I, I'd be remiss to not, to not bring that up, but no, like, and then it's funny. It's like, they're having, like you were saying, they're having all of this fun in this scene and then, you know, Shaw shows up with his group and you just realize that, yeah, they're just teenagers because, like, they're absolutely, like, terrified of what's going on. Like, Azazel comes in, just, like, completely wrecked shop. We were talking mm-hmm. about, like, Oliver Platt getting taken out. I mean, it was just, like, drop, like <laughs> dropping people from the sky and, you know, watching them pop. But I thought, I thought that was good. And then, you know, we go straight into a bunch of montages. Which I thought worked well. Like, like if we're trying to like keep it on a like a pace and everything, I I thought it was fun. Like that, it was very it was very lighthearted for the most part. Like the the banshee bit, I thought it was great. Um, and then I mean, again, the scene with uh, 
with McAvoy and Fassbender where he's moving the the dish. Mm. I thought that was a lot of fun. And then, yeah, and then we get into the, uh, we haven't gotten into, like, the weird beast mystique, uh, like, love, love angle that they get into with this, with this film. A the two bit. blue characters. Yeah, the two blue. <laughs> so, hey. Like, I was, like, one of the notes I made was, like, they packed a lot into, like, the first 40 minutes of this movie. Like, when, when, when Hank and Mystique go on their, their date together, that's, like, the 40-minute mark. Okay. Like, there's, there's a, a lot in that first yeah. 30 minutes in change. It's just, this movie's, like, just right over two. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it, it, they, they pack a lot into this movie. The thing that I, like, I forgot about, like, upon rewatch was the scene where they go to Russia and, like, go, like, get uh, Emma to find out, like, where Shaw is at. Like, I don't remember that scene. I, I, I didn't remember that scene when I was thinking about this movie. And so I guess it's just, like, you know, again, the whole January Jones thing. Pretty pretty forgettable <laughs> in that. Her going into diamond form, that didn't age real well. Oh, that, I, I, that, I that, that doesn't look that great. I don't great. get it. Like, she, she's telepath or yeah, whatever, but, I mean, and that, she that's turned that, diamond. That, that's, just her, that's just one of her comic abilities. She, it, don't, I mean... Don't, don't overthink yeah, it. Don't, it? don't overthink it. So it, it's in, that's, that's in the comments. So... Again, I don't know that much about Emma Frost. So, but I'm like, um, what else do we got? Um, yeah, like I said, like, I like I forgot, like, Kevin Bacon as the villain is, like I said, I, I'd forgotten he'd been in it, but, but like, watching it, oh, no, he is very, very good. Yes. Like, very much one of the most underrated comic book villains of the last 11 years. I... I would, 10, I would, 10 years. I would, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I, and that's, honestly, like, it completely makes sense why he was killed off in this and, you know, I, I how he, spoiler alert, for a movie that's 10 years old, and, and how he is killed off. But I think that's one of the big problems with comic book movies in general is just, like, the villains are almost all one and done. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I, I would have liked to have seen him maybe stick around because I like the Hellfire Club's like a bigger deal in in the comic books and every and everything. But you know, you had to uh, have Magneto ascend to get that his brotherhood going. Um, and I don't. That's it's a it's a pretty sweet lineup that he's got. Um, I th- what is, what is his Riptide? Is that the guy's name? But the like I know nothing. I know nothing about him, like in the comics or anything. The dude doesn't talk and just like can shoot up the like shoot up air. I believe. Again, I'm is, having is to look this up. Who does the long-haired guy suit? Don't. <laughs> he, he just watched this movie and he doesn't even remember. Hey, guys, it's, it was last week. It, it was, was last week. Yeah, Riptide. Uh, Alex Gonzalez is who played him. He's uh, he's the pretty boy in in Shaw's group. Okay. Who we never like see or get mentioned again in any of well, them. Well, no, like at the at the end when when the the, the group's breaking out Emma Frost from prison, yeah, like pretty much no one in that group comes back oh, except except okay. for except for Fassbender. All right, really? see, like, see, now we're gonna jump forward. Now we're gonna jump forward a little bit with uh, Aaron getting angry about this with the uh, the Days of Future Past and them getting killed off screen. You do see it as. Uh, um, Mystique's going through like when she breaks into Peter Dinklage's um, like office and she's going through the records you see like the autopsy 
of Azazel and uh, Zoe Kravitz's character, who I cannot remember the name of it offhand. Yeah. And so, and then there's again with how amazing uh, Fastbender is, there's a monologue that he gives on the uh, the airplane where he's talking about like, where were you, Charles? And he's busting off all the people that died. And he mentions Emma. He, he mentions Azazel, and he mentions. Uh, in in the speech in Days of Future Past. Okay. So like they're brought up and they're mentioned, but like again, like as much as I like Days of Future Past, like this laid so much great foundation that they just were like, you know, put to the wayside to have the original cast come back. And I really like. I would have liked to have seen more of this. Like I just this movie's so like, this like movie's yeah, so like good. On, bo- on both sides, even even the good X Men, everyone, yeah, like. The, the the guy who could fly with his voice or whatever he, yeah, he doesn't come back he yeah. doesn't come back the no. the guy who threw red discs well, well I mean like back. he he comes back he's, oh he does he's in uh, X Men Apocalypse oh we, okay I didn't yeah. see I didn't, yeah. I didn't see Apocalypse that's Alec, so that's that's Alex Summers that's okay uh, Scott Summers uh, Cyclops' brother okay so um no it's just one of those things where it's like this movie laid down such like such great groundwork, great casting. Like, as much as I'm praising Fastbender right now, like, James McAvoy is Professor X. And, like, seeing that, like, the evolution of him is, like, when he's, like, going and picking up girls at the bar and busting out the same, like, uh, you know, pickup lines on all of them. It's, like, great. And then you see him, like, mature through the movie as well. And it's just, like, God, like, I was, I was so excited, like, watching this movie in 2011, just being like, oh, man, I cannot wait for the next one of these. Like, it just, it was exciting and fresh and you know again like we were talking about the uh <laughs> the the marvel movies it was like are they going to be able to pull this off and it's just like this is what we used to get back in the day for having some like good good faith in uh comic book it, movies it, at the it, time it, it is you can't look at it one way like they went from first class and went straight into endgame with days of future Pass. i mean yeah but i mean it was it was cool when they did it too because like i know you're you're a big abrams fan i was like they star trek themselves Mm-hmm. Is what they did. They were like, this timeline existed and this timeline existed, and we finished the first one, and now we're just we're doing this to before like all these other actors and everything get too old. We can do this real quick. We can give them the rub, and then we can move forward. The problem was that then they just didn't do anything afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as I'm going to complain about Days of Future Past, like just kind of throwing a lot of the groundwork that this movie threw at it, like. It's still pretty respectful for a lot of things, but man, like Apocalypse was just so bad. Like, I mean, just, I mean, like, again, like, it's just so exciting. I remember seeing the post credit scene in Days of Future Past and being just like, hell yes, they're bringing Apocalypse in. Can't wait. It's going to take place in the 80s. Sweet. And I mean, like, that's another thing that they didn't do with all this. I made the joke on the last podcast where it's just like, it's the '60s. We're gonna see him age. Here we go. He's he's cutting me off real quick. So, like one thing I forgot about in this movie is like Hank does tests on Mystique. And yes, he, he tells her your her the way whatever's been done to her genes, she'll look like a teenager when she's forty. Yeah. So that that's that was their loophole. Well, that's to do. well, that's fine. But there's also you know every other character in this to not you know age at all because. I don't know, in 30 years when this movie is supposed to be going on, by the end of it, they're supposed to look like Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart in, you know, the late 90s. 
So I'm just I'm throwing. Hey, hey remember at the beginning of X Men? It says in the in the near future. future. Yeah. So you don't know when those movies actually take place. I mean, I kind of do because I don't know. Uh, Eric is a Holocaust survivor, so I'm just saying he's you know <laughs> a certain age at that point. He's probably like what 13 or 14 when he's you know in the concentration camp. So well, that's one thing. Like the the gap between the the, the prologue. That that was 1944, and when we flash forward, it's like 1962, and I'm like, mm, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't really know what else to say other than just like, I I really like this movie. It holds up very well. Um, it's very disheartening knowing what came afterwards. With it, except, um, except for the Days of Future Days, Past. I'm not, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. But again, like even what I was saying, like I love Days of Future Past, and you were like you couldn't remember these characters coming back, and just like you know. Well, I didn't see Apocalypse. Okay, no, 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 no. But but you were just like you know, Azazel doesn't come back, Emma doesn't come back, you yeah. Know, Zoe Kravitz's character doesn't come back, and it's just like no, because they're pretty much just like killed off screen. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at least at least they're mentioned, and then like you know, Banshee, like they mentioned. Man, I, this is this just shows how much I've watched Days of Future Past and X Men First Class as well. But you know, they talk about like the Vietnam War and a lot of the people getting drafted with that. So I mean, that's like okay. Well, there's you know, I'd like to see that movie, like mutants, <laughs> mutants, in, mutants in Vietnam. Okay. Yeah. So who? Oh, but I, I do think like when this movie came out, there was some like I think at least I was. Some people like. We're naive about, oh, but let's see how they sync up with the first movie. It, we should have known, like, at that point, they weren't going to. No. As, as, as soon as you made, like, Mystique and Professor X, like, I mean, it, connect, it's like, there, there, there's no way that they were going to they were, they were even try to sync up. With, they, they, the were, they were movie. doing their best. I mean, they were, I mean, Mystique and... Uh, and Eric always had a had a thing in the other movies, so like they kind of lean into that a little bit with this, but and they they do in Days of Future Past as well. But man, it's just one of those things where, like, I can I I watch this movie and I really enjoy it, but then, you know, unfortunately, you have that. I can't I can't watch it through that 2011 lens anymore because it, it's I I know what happened to it and mm-hmm. it's just like man they really they really dropped the ball and since since we're talking about X Men now and I we're getting closer to like moving moving on to the next segment in this um, I'm excited to see what happens with X Men in the MCU like at some point I'm curious what what happens with that with the casting decisions. Um, you know, they brought back uh, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. I would absolutely love it if we could get possibly Michael Fassbender coming back as Magneto. Like, put, I, I think... Put, put old age up. You don't, age don't, don't even need to do that. Just, like, have him just bring him back as Magneto. Like, he's, like... As... When we're talking about, like, just absolutely, like, perfect casting, you know, like... Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa or Robert Downey Jr. as uh, Tony Stark or Christopher Reeves as Superman. Like, mm. 
Michael Fassbender as Magneto is is so great. And he had so much depth to the character, and it was just, like he, he he's he's a he's a guy like he walks on camera like oh okay yes this, this, and this is gonna be a scene and even like as bad as those other X Men movies are like he's amazing in them and it's like like I say it's like I I can still look at the bright spots of movies and every single one I watch with him he's one of those and also since we're talking about like Matthew Vaughn and uh what is it Evan Peters is that the guy who plays Quicksilver in the second one yeah yes Evan Peters Quicksilver and everything also in Kick-Ass just like oh, well, uh, like going 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 full circle, and then you know they made the joke in Wandavision where like he comes in as Quicksilver. Uh, I that oh, yeah, I, and, I, but that, they gave us so much hope with that, and then they're like oh, uh-huh. uh, but I mean, it, but it was great. But but you know, and then they make the kick ass illusion and everything. It's just you know going full circle with the whole Matthew Vaughn X Men First Class and into Days of Future Past. But I don't know what do you what do you rate this movie? Like oh, this is a solid eight and a half. Okay. Like, well, I mean, we gave letter grades for the F one. We did. Yeah, we gave. I gave. Oh, I gave, oh, okay, I gave okay, Thor okay, a B. No, and you th- gave th- a B no this is this is A minus. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with like on this. like 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 this is a movie like like your years will go by and you'll you remember yeah that was a good movie that was a good movie but then like you sit down and you you watch oh you you forget how good the movie was yes and th- th- I think that's very much the case with first house you for like with like. You have Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix. That stuff can, like, influence yes. your, your thoughts on it. But, like, no, this was a very, very good movie, especially after two just horrible, or at least in my opinion, two, two, two just bad movies. So I, I, I want to I try something. You know how they talk about, like, the Star Trek movies where it's, like, the, every other the, the, the every, even ones are yeah, bad. Yeah, like how does how does this work with with X Men real quick? Well, the I, first I, two like, were great. First so two, so, but I mean, oh, like for, for too good, too bad, is too it, is, too is good. That, is that what it is? is it, so, so 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 okay. So it's X Men. So it's X Men. X Men uh, two. Good. Okay. Are we counting the Deadpool movies in this as well? Well, they're technically X Men. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not to look up my look at my phone so it was it was x-men x-men 2 yes x-men 3 last sand days of future past well, no 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 x-men, no no x-men first one, class. one two good yeah then you get three then you get origins. origins wolverine then you get first class yes then you got uh then it was the wolverine the wolverine yes which is which is not two-thirds of a good movie i i do not hate that movie um so two-thirds, two-thirds. yeah and then days of future past so man it, it it's weird it's very, it's very strange. I'm gonna have to look into this a little bit more, <laughs> kind of like the, the breakdown, the breakdown of them. But um, yeah, just, just fun times. And yeah, like I, I, I never saw Apocalypse. I never saw Dark Phoenix. I think I saw Apocalypse twice at the movie theater. Like I, I just know I saw the. I saw the trailers for Apocalypse, and I got very strong last standby. I was just, I was so like, I love Oscar Isaac's as a as an actor. So I was just like, X Men, Oscar Isaac says Apocalypse is gonna be sweet. Not so much, but again, the Fastbender scenes were fantastic. So at the end of the day, it's a it's an A minus from us, even with the uh, the twenty twenty one goggles on right now. So. It's a, it's a, it's a great movie. It is so. Um, all right, t- time to get back in the time machine. 
We just hit 88 miles an hour. We're back in 2021. Uh, what what have you been watching lately, Aaron? What have I been watching lately? Um, man, I've been moving. I've been moving and I've been working a lot. So the last thing I've been watching, honestly, when I'm not watching things for this show, I'm like, I'm catching up on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I'm watching that a lot right now. Uh, I know that they just wrapped the the latest season. So I'm excited about that. And then, uh, yeah, it's just unfortunately been a lot of real world stuff for me. Mm-hmm. What about you? What have you been watching? I watched uh, A Few Good Men for the first time. Okay. Did uh, you handle the truth? <laughs> it, it, I, it was a very good movie. Were you on the wall? Yes, I was, I was, I was on that wall. <laughs> this, that, that, it was the first movie where I legitimately didn't like Tom Cruise's character. Interesting. Like, for... For at least the first hour, I was like, I did not like Tom Cruise's character. Um, but it was a very good legal drama. Aaron Sorkin did a very good job of making you feel like conflicted about who who you're rooting for or against. It, it was good. Man. So, yeah, just, I mean, it's it's so cliche now because everybody knows it. But that, that, that scene in the courtroom at the end of it, like, just Jack Nicholson is... So fantastic. He's only in like two scenes of the that, entire I mean, movie. I know, but that's, it, it's one of those things where it's just like, that's what you remember. And I mean, it's, I mean, there's a lot of movies like that where somebody's only in it for a certain amount of time. They're mm-hmm. the people that, you know, end up stealing the movie. And I mean, he did that. Okay. Yeah, so I also watched uh, Behind Enemy Lines okay. for the first time with, I had Owen Wilson. O- Owen Wilson, Gene Hackman. I haven't seen that movie in a really long time. Uh, I remember not being a huge fan of it. And then what's funny, since, you know, we were talking about wrestling earlier, I'm pretty sure all of the related behind enemy lines sequels, all star WWE wrestlers. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the other words like two, two sequels. Yeah. So, but no, I, 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 it's, it's a weird, I liked it. It's a very weird movie because it came like, it's about like the end of the Bosnia yeah. conflict. It came out. It, when did it come out? November. Came out November. School. November thirtieth, two thousand one. Okay, I was in middle school. Wow. <laughs> it, no, but like it's it. So like November, November of two thousand one, the invasion of Afghanistan is happening. Okay. So they're dropping this action movie about the end of the Bosnia conflict. This like just like you know it's like yeah. mid nineties thing. Yeah. In 2001, when we're going to war in Afghanistan, so it was, it, it was a weird relic. It, it's weird that it's weird that got dropped because I mean, like, we're you know, if we want to go back and we're doing all these like random catch-ups and talking about the past, I remember like Arnold Schwarzenegger had like collateral damage that was like coming out. It was supposed to come out like shortly after like 9/11, mm-hmm. but it ended up getting pushed back because it had to deal with like terrorist attacks. So I mean, it's just. It's weird to think about like all the movies that changed because of that. So I know we never got another True Lies movie because of that. I'm still bitter. <laughs> um, James Cameron had to go and make Avatar. They're 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 making they're they're making a TV show of of True Lies. Yes. Okay. Yes, they are. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> Damn. They make they make. TV shows and everything. Like, they did, like, what, the Taken prequel and just... just mm-hmm. There are certain things that just don't... And it, it's probably going to be a network TV show, too, isn't it? Hold on. CBS. Yeah, see, like... Nah, not a fan. Not a fan. Hard pass. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was first announced in February that they're making. Oh, NGK and... Hey, from, from Matt Nix, Mick G, and James Cameron. Oh, James Cameron is involved on some... James Cameron being involved with it doesn't mean it's good. Remember when he told all of us that we should go watch Terminator Genesis? I, I like, like the, the thing you said about you don't hate X-Men Origins Wolverine as much as everyone else? Yeah. I, I... I was I was okay with Genesis. See, I was okay, I hold was okay. on real quick. This again goes to the whole like there's an age there's an age difference and growing up with different things because and that's one thing that I'm very interested again with talking about this is it's just like when did you see it? When did you grow up with certain things? Mm. Because like what spoiler alert for something we're going to be talking about in 2011 or for this season we're going to be talking about the Jason Momoa Conan movie. I grew up on the Conan movies. I assume Daniel no. did not grow up no. with Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan movies. No. So he's going to have a different look on this. And for me, Terminator 2 is legitimately like my number two movie of all time. Okay. So, and I don't think that there's been a good Terminator since then. I didn't, I, I take, I didn't hate Dark Fate. Like how you feel. No. Like, oh, like, I thought like, it was really good. Yeah. So like how you feel about like Genesis, but man, there have only been a certain amount of times where it's just like I watch a movie and then I immediately have to go and watch like what it's like a remake of or a sequel of um, immediately afterwards just to get the taste out of my mouth. And that was one of them. <laughs> oh, it was Genesis. So, yeah, James Cameron being like aboard on something, although he's an absolutely incredible director and I like the majority of things that he's done, like that doesn't excite me because at the end of the day, I know he's probably just trying to cash a paycheck. Oh, no, I don't like. I, I do think his name's just on it. Yeah, I I don't I don't think he's too busy making uh making movies that should have came out eight years ago. <laughs> he's making a comedy, Avatar. <laughs> like make, making a movie. He's too. Oh, I know, I, I know, but that's that's my that's my like my bit about sequels to comedies is they come they always come out way too late. Oh, okay. They don't strike when the iron's hot. Like the only one in my mind, I don't know if it's ever going to come up on this, is like the Hangover trilogy. Like, they hit, and then they were just like, okay, we're going to cash in on this. And we're like, bam, bam, make two and three. Yeah. And they made three Hangover movies in very quick succession. Yeah. And then, you know, like, how long was it between, like, Zoolander and Zoolander 2? Or Joe Dirt? More, or, or Dumb and Dumber 2? Not the... More than decade. Yeah. Well so, I mean, there. like, that's a problem. Like, when you have a hot property, if you want to do something, like cash in on it and is like we're not going to talk about avatar because i'm pretty sure it came out before it's that was late 2010 okay so we're not going to talk about it yeah the ride though at disney world fantastic if you if you get the <laughs> chance to ride that thing at animal kingdom do it again i'm just gonna you know rub it in daniel's face while i can going to disney world at the end of the month and not only am i going to galaxy's edge I'm going to Animal Kingdom, and I'm going to fly on some banshees. <laughs> so, <laughs> But yeah, True Lies, Mick, Mick G. Mick G's a choice. Um, Did he direct... He directed Salvation, right? He did. Okay. Okay, so like, staying on Terminator. I, I'm indifferent to the first one. It's just not my vibe for me. Okay. I love the second one. Okay. I think the second one's great. You're not a big horror fan. No, though. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. So that, I'm not. that makes sense because like a much like Alien and Aliens, I mean, you know, obviously Terminator is a James Cameron property, but um, he did, he directed Aliens and Alien and Terminator to me are horror films. Yeah. 
and then the second one of each of those is, is, a, is yeah. an action film. So I understand you liking that more. Um, no, I, I love the second one. I'm one of the few people that likes the third one. It's a remake of two. I mean, it, it's, it, for all ex- intents and purposes, it's a remake of two. I don't hate three. I, I, I do not hate three. I think them going going through with Judgment Day happening is... I, I, liked, I liked that twist. Like, it, was, it was nice. Um, I just, you know, I... You could have just ended it too, and that—that's—that's that's honestly like one of the biggest problems is like people are just you know they'll take a great thing and just run into the ground and just. So, we're going to be talking about that, I'm sure, with some properties on here. So salvation, garbage, like that. Salvation was a garbage movie. Well, that's because it has Sam Worthington in it, who is quite possibly like my least favorite actor of all time. I don't know if, here since since I don't know how many movies we're going to talk about him. He was in Clash of the Titans remake, which Clash of the Titans was a movie that I grew up on. Then he was in Avatar and then he's in Terminator and he's literally playing the same character in every single one where he's like, "I'm half man, half whatever this is supposed to be. I'm stuck between two worlds. I don't know which one it is." And it's just like, "I you're not entertaining at all." Like oh man, like Sam Worthington attached to a film is just like a pretty much a an immediate pass for me. I can't, I can't, it's gonna I can't remember the last thing he was in. He was in some Arnold sabotage with Arnold. Was the last one I saw. Don't remember that. Yeah, it okay. was Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Joe Manganiello, Sam Worthington, Terrence Howard. It wasn't bad. Okay. So, all right. So, move, moving on to to, to 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 current day items. Current day items. So, uh. The Cassian Andor series has finished filming. Yes. I'm uh, I'm pumped. Really? Yes. Okay. I, like, we're going to talk about that when, when we get to, to Rogue One. I'm sure that... In 10 years. Yes. <laughs> but I, I'm very excited. I, I absolutely loved Rogue One. I thought oh, yeah. he was a very interesting character. Uh, I'm all about having more, like, Alan Tudyk as K2SO mm-hmm. in my life. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. And just... It's going to be the first Star Wars series that we get. Well, second because of uh, the Boba Fett series, right? Yeah, well, that was going to be the next. Okay, episode. that was going to be the next. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's such like high like high hope right now, and like because of the Mandalorian right now, and what Disney Plus did with that. So like Star Wars TV right now, people are excited about, and hopefully, you know, hopefully it doesn't go that way of X Men First Class full circle <laughs> where it starts off great and then just goes to you know. But I'm I'm very excited about that. How how about you? Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm curious. Oh, I'm, I like. I'm with you. I loved Rogue One. Like yeah. it of the Star Wars movies under under Disney umbrella. It's Rogue One, Solo, everything else. Okay, see, so, like we look at that. Like we agree on Star Wars right now, which if you know Daniel and I, doesn't happen very often. So the fact that we're both about Rogue One and Solo, see, like hey, we we agree on. Uh, like we agree on the original trilogy. Okay, we, we agree on two of the f- we, five Disney no. movies. So, so we're we're like sixty yeah, percent. We're, yeah, we're batting. We're, I don't know. There we go. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see more of like the Star Wars universe. Like not necessarily deal with like the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very interested in that. And then also seeing it around that time period because obviously we're seeing. Um, Star Wars through the Mandalorian post Return of the Jedi. It's going to be very cool to see Star Wars like post um, Revenge of the Sith, pre New Hope. Like I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that and seeing like the more like shady, I'm, like, I'm cur- like, I'm, shady underbelly yeah, of the rebellion like, at I'm, that time. I'm curious, like 
I think this will probably just be a one season show. Maybe. Um, like so, like if it's not okay, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, like I want, like want to see like how close it rubs up to Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Like it gets into that because I think, I think the Cassian show is going to be like the stealth show. Everyone, everyone wants the Boba Fett show. Everyone wants Mandalorian season three. Everyone wants the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Yeah, I can't freaking wait for the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Um, but I think, I think, and this is just my hypothesis: the the, the Cassian show is basically going to be kind of serve as like a backdoor introduction for stuff that we're going to be like seeing like in the Ahsoka Tano show and stuff. I think. I think they might be introducing the live action concepts okay. of certain characters from like the animated series. Yes, I like that. So, um, so like um, so Sabine Wren, stuff, characters like that. Is it, what is his name? Saw, Saw Guerrera. I'm curious if he's going to show up in mm. in this as well. With, I mean. The, like, well, the, the actor who plays casting, he says we're going to see familiar faces. Okay. So, so I, th- I think that, that means we could see Mon Mothma, who we saw in Rogue yes. One. Um, uh, we, I'm, I'm sure we're going to see her. I was like, I'm, I'm sure we're going to see more stuff with the rebellion. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly more interested in seeing this and having it, you know, because you all think like squeaky clean, like mm-hmm. rebellion. Like, I want to see some of like the not so great things that they did during this time period. Sagrera, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like he's he's not like part of like that that rebellion. Like he's one of his own things. But they talk about like, you know. There's that bit in Rogue One where Anne Cassian is talking like the things that he had to do. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious to see if we get into that or if it's gonna try to like, you know, whitewash it. Well like this 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 is this is a show you can't really spoil the outcome because Rogue One exists. Yeah. So like I feel like they got a lot of leeway to a degree. Yeah. To, to what what they can do. Um but I I'm like we we don't know exactly when it's going to come out. No, like, all, all we've seen is like has been like a behind the scenes reel that came out at some point uh, earlier last year. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, I'm sure it's going to probably drop at some point in 2022. Oh, oh yeah. So, but we do know one thing that's going to be dropping soon. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. The book of Boba the, the Fett. The book of Boba Fett. Dece- December 29th. Yes. A um, late Christmas. Day. So I watched the Mandalorian season two finale. It did not stay for a post credit scene because I was still in awe of what I had just witnessed. And my friend texts me and is just like, so Book of Boba. Actually, yeah, I, I was kind of in the same position of you. I watched it. Yeah. And then I think I stayed up to like two in the morning to, to watch it. And okay. then I went to, went to bed. Yeah. And then so, I woke up like, son of a <laughs> Yeah. So I, I had a friend who was like, Book of Boba. And I was like, yeah, cool, whatever, like cool thinking it was like a, a comic book thing not being like oh man he just took out bib fortuna and just like i'm i'm also very glad that like he's back like they brought that actor back to to play boba so like we're like i mean like regardless of your opinions on like the prequels like as a whole there there great there was great casting there was. in those movies there was great elements that have been built upon in, in the years since through, through the clone wars yeah. cartoon and now even Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Like, things are getting second shots. Yes. And, I mean, more so than, like... I I think this might be another thing, too, and I I don't know how Daniel feels about it. Um, Star Wars television, just in general, I feel like 
I'm not counting like books, obviously, but aside from like the original trilogy, I think Star Wars television is like the best Star Wars. Like, right now, yeah. Like I think, yeah. Like the Clone Wars cartoon was amazing. Like Mandalorian was absolutely fantastic, and I'm excited about this. And you know, Robert Rodriguez, he's one of my favorite directors, mm-hmm. of, and so I'm, I'm curious. Or I'm not curious. I'm I'm very excited to see like. Boba Fett just like go out and be a badass. Like there was that episode in Mandalorian season two where he's just like wrecking all of those stormtroopers. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm I'm excited to see after, it. After after 30, 40 years of being teased, Boba yeah. Fett get gets to have, have his his due. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I for the longest time, I'm you know, I was not a uh, I was not a Boba Fett guy. But okay, so here's something funny that you and I have never discussed on, on the the catching up. I was never a Boba Fett guy. Um, I, you know, was I. I, it was one of those things where I like, I knew what happened to him, but like, it's like, Oh, Hey, here's this character. He looks super cool. So everybody that like grew up in that, in that era, like loves Boba Fett. Yeah. And it's because he was the cool looking character and then he ended up not doing anything. And then he got like killed pretty much like, in the yeah, without, without really doing anything in the movies. <laughs> and then I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, why were people so big about this guy? And then me growing up when I did, it's just like, man, Darth Maul's a cool looking character. He's awesome. Duel of the Fates is is the shit. Sorry, that's four. I I will. I'm perfectly fine taking my fourth one to talk about how great Duel of the Fates <laughs> is. Time to put it in the jar. Yep. And there we go. <laughs> Duel of the Fates. Anyway, absolutely amazing. Um, but I mean, he pretty much is the same way that you know Boba Fett is. He's this awesome looking character that gets killed yeah. like super quick. Again, thankfully, you know, Clone Wars and Rebels, like, flesh that out. But, I mean, I get it. And I'm very excited about the Book of Boba. I'm, it's just a miniseries, right? It's like, did they say how many episodes it's going to be? Um, I, I've not heard an episode count. I, ma- I imagine I imagine six to eight. I think, I'm going to go six. Okay. That's, that's, that's my, that's my main. So that will take it into February? Probably. Okay. So, I'm excited about that for sure. Be a nice post uh, post Christmas gift to all of us. <laughs> well, no, like, yeah, I like no, I I agree. I think Star Wars TV is the thing that's after the disappointment of uh, Rise of Skywalker. The the I think yeah, Mandalorian and that all, all that stuff, the Clone Wars, Bad Batch, whatever. That's the stuff that's keeping the, the fire burning. I watched the, I watched the first episode of Bad Batch. I still need to watch the second one. Or I still need to finish that season. I, I very much enjoyed the uh, the four episodes that they did in the last season of Clone Wars, and I enjoyed the, the pilot episode of the first first season. But the season's too long. Like, Is it? Oh, it's it, it did not need to be as long as it is. Like The 22, like Clone Wars? Um, I think it's 18. Okay. It's it was still too much, <laughs> like, um, but no, there's 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 great stuff on the show, for okay. sure. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah. Um, I feel like anytime you do a a season that's more than thirteen episodes, there's going to be some filler. So I feel like thirteen's like the cap for no, I agree. for seasons. I agree. But like, so yeah, we're, we're getting Boba Fett in January. At some point next year, we're getting the Kenobi series. Yes. Which, like, I can't say how much I'm excited for that show. I'm 
I'm excited to see it, but I'm also like everybody's talking about like a possible like meetup with Obi Wan and like Vader. Okay, and like, just, the way they announced it was people like, oh, he's going to show up in the suit. No, he, he's he's not going to show up. Oh, he, I, I I want like honestly, this is to me, it will be like top tier if I just get a flashback of like you and McGregor in the Clone Wars wearing like the clone armor outfit that you know he. That to me, that 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 will make it, and I, and I hope it's it's Hayden Christensen doing flashbacks when people were talking about like Obi Wan and Vader having a fight. No, I, so. I think my my theory is that because I believe the show takes place like eight years after Revenge of the Sith, okay. like, so I think it will focus on Obi Wan on some level, like still dealing with like the emotional like. Trauma, PTSD, yes, of everything that happened in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I think with them bringing in Hayden Christensen, it's he will be having conversations either through the Force or just with himself. I, I, I think Hayden Christensen will be his consciousness. Right. I want, I want flashbacks. I want Clone Wars flashbacks. We could, we, we, we could get that. We could, but I, I, I do think that it's Hayden Christensen will be like this thing. That he's, it's his consciousness. Okay, I, I think that's what they're going to be be doing. I'm excited. So, I'm excited about it for sure. Because like, at least if he like years ago, um, before they rebooted the the, the expanded universe, there, there was a book that came out called Kenobi. Kenobi, Kenobi by, by by John Jackson Miller, which is like top my one of my top five Star Wars books. But but it de- it dealt with this. It dealt with Obi Wan like like immediately immediately after he got to Tatooine. Um, it's like dealing with everything he had just experienced, like like coping with it and all this. Um, and it was like kind of, kind of established that when he left Anakin on Mustafar, he thought he was dead. Like he, he left him to die. Um, yeah, but he it, couldn't. But he couldn't finish the job. Yeah. So, and he didn't discover until much later that he had survived. Invader was still walking around. In the suit and all, so one one thing I'm curious is how they'll approach that. Does he know? Does he know that Vader is still out and about? So, I, I think it'd be very interesting to see if we get the like the revelation of him finding out Anakin's still alive. Yeah, I, I I'm I'd be very interested to see that portrayed on screen. So, but no, like as a prequel defender. Like the this show means a lot to me. Like, like 15, 16, 17 years later, it's Pre- prequels are. If you lay out, if you lay out the the story of the prequels and what it is, it's a fantastic story. Execution, not necessarily there, and it's been fleshed out fantastically by the Clone Wars. So, like, if you watch it in that vein, it's great. And realizing that they're not great. Like standalone films, but like bullet points to get you from here to there. It's a lot easier for for me as someone who didn't like the prequels when they first came out. Um, I, I enjoy them a lot. There's more. only so much you can do in two hours. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I mean, like what, what Dave Filoni did with the Clone Wars yeah. has has been phenomenal for sure. For sure. So, just give me more pod racing. <laughs> okay, uh, we're, we're we're getting a spinoff. Of one division, yeah. Um, I don't really have much to say about this other than like why, like 
I mean, like we, you texted me and you, you told me, and it was like, yeah, of course. Cause you know, she was popular and everything, but I'm just like, there's not a story that we necessarily like need to get out of this. I feel like there's other things and different avenues that we can go down. And it's just like, how many people are going to be like, are there, is there a group of people that like want to see this? I, I, like, I, yeah. I mean, I, she, she was incredible. On, she on she was, she was great. Uh, I want to see the character again. So, so, but like doing what, what do you want to see her do? I don't know. Like that, that's 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 up to the creators. Uh, what to do you, out. What, you said you want to see her again? Well, what do you I want think to there'll see be. I think there'll, I think there'll be like flashbacks to what she was up to from the, the um the character's name. I keep Agatha. 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 Agatha all along. What what Agatha was up to from the time she killed her fellow witches. So we just so we just need more prequels. Is that because <laughs> that's worked out so well for Marvel so far. Sorry, I'm taking a shot at Black Widow. It wasn't. It wasn't that. So, so we're getting we're getting uh, the Rocky Four director's cut. This yeah, I, I guess this is going to be like the lead in to Creed to try to make it like a little bit more serious. I know like Rocky Four is a lot of people's favorite Rocky film, and as much as I love, you know, um, No Easy Way Out and Hearts on Fire, um, it's. Aside from three, it's probably my like least favorite Rocky film, just because I don't count Rocky Five as existing. And seeing as how he didn't make any mention of it when he did Rocky Balboa, I don't think he believes that Rocky Five exists in the Rocky canon. So um, my biggest problem in general is you watch Rocky, the first one, and you just see how absolutely mangled Rocky's face is and Apollo's face is at the end of their fight and then look at him at the end of Rocky four when he fights Ivan Drago and he does not look anywhere near as like (laughs) mangled and beat up as he did in the first Rocky film. So that's, I mean, but they stopped being that and they became like different, different things, but Hey, you know what? Rocky, Rocky ended the cold war on Christmas in Rocky four. So by, <laughs> by all means, I'll watch it. I love the Rocky series, but yeah, you can, you can see that, uh, in, in theaters on November 11th. Okay. So like, I've only seen basically each Rocky movie just once pretty much. Okay. So Rocky is like legitimately in my top five, like movies of all time. Like I, I, I love, I love the first Rocky movie. I think Rocky Balboa is fantastic, and I've enjoyed the the uh, the Creed films. So I think this is one of those things where they're trying to show a little bit more serious going into it. Because I mean, like, hell, man, Rock, Rocky's got a robot in Rocky Four, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that robot's not going to be be but, making it. Oh no, no, no! Like Sylvester Stallone has said, like the, the robot's going in the track. Okay, so I mean, it's one of those things. Um, he was a guy I remember. I, we're probably not going to talk about. It. I can't. My my years are mixed up. I know, like I absolutely loved Rocky Balboa. I thought it was like a great way to end like the Rocky uh, franchise before Creed came around. And then um, he did Rambo. Uh, not the latest one, not Last Blood, but the the Rambo film that he did. And I thought that was a fantastic way to end the the Rambo franchise. I think he's just one of those guys who he wants to end things, you know, 
more on his more on his terms. So I'm I'm very curious to see how this goes. Just don't take Hearts on Fire or No Easy Way Out out of this, and I'll be I'll be good. So we have some breaking news a little bit. Oh shit! On, on that's number five. Up, catching up with Aaron and uh, Daniel. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Will Poulter to play Adam Warlock in next installment of Marvel franchise. Interesting. Um, yeah. I, I recognize Will Poulter. The only thing I think I can remember him from... Shoot. What was that movie he was in? With Best known for roles in The Revenant and Detroit. Um, really? Not not Jennifer Aniston? That, that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, that was the one I was thinking of. Okay. That movie, which I... What, what's, what's, I, what's I, I don't know. I just, I just think of him... Singing, the Millers! Yeah, Me, we're, we're the Millers. We're the Millers. I just think of him singing um, uh, TLC... Waterfalls. Um, that's a very interesting casting decision. Um, again, like I absolutely love James Gunn. I'm curious to see what they do with him as uh, as Adam Warlock. You know, Adam Warlock was teased at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. So he was uh, like, it's been it's been a while. He was the post credit scene. The Sovereign. He's in the egg. Okay. Again, Guardians of the Galaxy is like was my book for a long time, like before the movies. At one point I almost had Rocket and Groot tattooed on me before that movie came out. So in hindsight, I'm very glad that that didn't happen, but yeah, a very interesting uh, casting decision. Um, I'm curious to see what, where they go with it, but we have the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special coming out before that though. So There's a Christmas special? There's a Christmas special. It's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Is it live action? Yeah, it's live action. Okay. I, I don't remember hearing about this. Okay. That's that's me breaking some news to Daniel right there. Okay. So. Huh. All right. So I think that's enough for that's enough for, for the news. Oh, no. No. There's one more thing that we have to talk about <laughs> because he sent me a YouTube link okay. to the Back to the Future musical. Did you so, know this existed? I did not know that this existed. But uh, after seeing it, I I thought it looked a lot of fun. Like I I'm all about you know, um, it like the production value looked absolutely insane. It, it looked like something that I would really like to have been a part of. You know, <laughs> ten years ago. So. As long as I don't have to sing, I would love to have been a part of. It. I mean, yeah, uh, I'm curious to see like what the songs are. I'm curious to see if they're on Spotify. Um, <laughs> But well, yeah, just, just make sure that the cast sings "Power of Love." <laughs> I mean that that's on there. Is it? So one thing that's funny is the first movie that I went to, like post, like quarantine COVID. The first time I went to the movie theater, my brother rented out a movie theater for um, his wife, my sister in law's birthday. And it was, S- it was similar it was, my, my, for my, my sister's birthday. My parents went out of theater for Wonder Woman 84. Okay. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, uh, mine was back to the future. Cool. So like, you know, I was just a year behind you in 1985. Um, <laughs> you're ahead of me. Yeah. You were a year behind. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm bad with numbers as, as you can tell, we're still in 2011, right? Um, <laughs> no. Um, and so we watched, we watched back to the future and, um, my girlfriend had never seen it, so that was that was interesting. What? <laughs> um, but I don't. So with that, with Back to the Future, I don't remember the scene where like his books came in. 
books. Like, like hit the dad's books come in at the oh, end of it. Oh, it's like, oh, hey, here we go. Like, I don't remember that. Really? In, in the movie, like, I feel like that was like an added scene, an extended edition, or something. It's like that. That was never in any of the things. But I mean, I was always watching it on like TBS. Hmm. Like, so that that interested me for sure. And then I saw the. Uh, um the bit where like they're late and then uh it was another trailer for the back to the future musical and they have doc brown meet doc brown and he's just like he'll be all right giving him like the whole seal of approval christopher lloyd oh seeing him so, oh oh okay yeah. he, he's like the doorman for the for the musical so oh. i mean like it'd be something to see like it'd be cool like, to see. I'll, I'll admit like when i watched the, the trailers like i was like halfway through it like I thought it was like a parody. I didn't think it. Oh, was, you didn't think it was real. I didn't think it was real. <laughs> no, man. The parody. The parody's Rick and Morty. So I'm just waiting for that Back to the Future Rick and Morty crossover. So. All right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, in, I think it's probably in like New York or something. It's but in London. It's in or London. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Go go see the Back to the Future musical in London. Yeah. If you're there, um, that 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 would be a week. That that'd be an experience. That would definitely be an event. So, all right, so episode two. Episode two is in the books, episode guys. Episode two of Catching Up is in the books. Our next movies. Movies. Double feature. So this will, this will be interesting. J.G. Uh, Abrams, Super 8. Yes. And Martin Campbell's. The, the, guy, the guy who directed GoldenEye, Casino Royale. Um, I did not know this. Directed Green Lantern. I did not know that. Wow. That was a legitimate wow. That wasn't just me being like, wow. Um, man, Casino Royale is my favorite Bond movie. I still need to see the new one. I, um, I was supposed to see it tonight, but my my, my, uh, my, my plans just got canceled uh, while, we, while we were recording this. Uh, boo. So. Um, yes, this is going to be interesting because I've only seen both of these movies once, and I was not really a fan of either one, so... I'm the opposite. Liked one, hated the other. Okay. So this so. this will be This will be interesting for sure. So, all right. So, yeah, Super 8, Green Lantern. Um, you can email the podcast at catchuppodcast2011 at gmail.com. Yes. Follow us on Twitter at catchingup2011. And uh, we also are putting these up on YouTube. And if you would like, share, and subscribe, it would help us out a lot. So eventually we'll start, uh, you know, maybe putting our faces on there. It's where you're not just seeing the poster of the movie that we're talking about. But right now we're just still like uh, getting things going. So, so but yeah, catching up 2011 on Twitter. Follow me at Dan McFadden on Twitter. You don't have to follow me on Twitter. So AB, just AB, AB Cohurst on Twitter. Um, but guys, seriously, I... I and Daniel both really appreciate you uh, checking this out. Um, and there will be, you know, the third episode. We're very excited about it. And, uh, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm very curious to see uh, what happens on episode three. Yeah, this is it. This has been Catching Up with Aaron, Aaron and Daniel, episode three. Signing off. Talk to you. Or see you. You'll hear us, us. next time. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.